0: wait till one of them goes green and then I go. Right. <clears throat> and welcome to the WAN show, ladies hey. and gentlemen. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you today. We're going to be talking about Radio Shack is back. JK, it's crypto now. Uh, <laughs> ah, crypto's uh, ruining everything. <laughs> why? <laughs> uh, what else we got? Ah, uh, yes, the audio file SSD. If you don't own one, you do not properly appreciate music. And also, you probably are just pretty smart. What else we got? (laughs)
1: Have you ever seen something on TV and you've just really wanted to take a big, juicy bite of it? Well, now
0: you can lick your screen, potentially. Uh (laughs) Remember when licking the screen was like the mark of sort of not having your act together? Yeah. Is that changing? All right, sure. Let's see how this goes. Also, uh, no one's going to see Yes. Yeah. But
1: it's still sorta of happening?
0: It's not really news, it's like the opposite of news. It's there there will be no news. There will be no- Sorry, goodbye news. There will be remote news. Goodbye news. Hello <laughs> intro. <laughs> You know what, the funniest thing about today, the show is brought to you by Seasonic, All Team, and Cube Coders, uh, I think, is that we intended to start an hour early and yeah. we still managed to start an hour late. Which is almost exactly about when we
1: normally start.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> uh, good job, yeah. then. Consistency. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Sorry about that. It worked uh, out. We'll maybe come back to, sorry, chat, we'll maybe come back to the pre-show discussion about bookmarks versus pinned tabs. For now, we got to talk <laughs> Radio Shack. That's right, you heard me. The one-time tech giant, Radio Shack, is back. And not just as a, a, a half-assed online store. Nope, that's right, they're shilling crypto. So they're back in the same sense that Stan Lee is back. You see oh, that? Oh, yeah. That was awesome awful yeah i mean i but you know what i shouldn't have even been that surprised because i i saw what was happening basically they're using stan lee's account to just like advertise like everything advertise well yeah so i was i was really shocked because it was to buy this nft of like a character and you know i okay one one aspect of nfts okay that i could kind of get behind would be that the item was unique, right? Except that if you can just mint as many NFTs as you want. Yeah, you can make copies. And like, there's so there's no limit. You can literally sell copies. Like, it's not even like, it's not even like Bitcoin, where there's actually a finite amount of it. Yeah. You can actually just mint more copies of it. It's like having, it's like buying a, it's like buying a digital print of an artwork, right? Where it just says one out of question mark, <laughs> two out of question mark. Right, because you're not going to keep printing this as long as it keeps making money, baby. Let's go. There's no actual (laughs) control for how many of them they can make. So anyway, yeah, they 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 say it's limited, but they're they're using his account to show some stupid NFT of something, and I I looked back through it. I'm going. I shouldn't have even been surprised by this because the entire account is just full of, you know, occasionally, you know, honoring his memory. Basically, just doing fan service in order to get likes and get people to follow it so that they can just shill absolutely anything and everything. And it is. So frustrating. Does it, it just
1: slightly have something to do with a superhero that he once had some form of affiliation with? Shiller. Shill, 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 Press the go, shill go, go, button. Go, go, go.
0: So yeah. I, 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 hated it, and uh, I guess I hate this too. So over the weekend, nice. the company confirmed a pivot into decentralized finance, or defy. Oh man. The name for blockchain based protocols that allow people to send, receive, trade, lend, and borrow funds. I've always thought that was just the perfectly edgy name. Yeah, it's it's great. We're
1: defying the the the, the standard quo. the
0: standard quo. I like it. I like it. it. I I really (laughs) like it though, the standard (laughs) quo. So (laughs) the website reads Radio Shack Defy will be (laughs) the Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. It's just really stupid. Uh, yeah. Will be the... Br- <laughs> Can you read it?
1: Uh, where is it? Oh. Uh, will be the bridge between CEOs who stay standard quo instead of status quo um, and control the world's corporations and the world of cryptocurrencies. Yes, that's exactly what we want. More corpo-currencies. Oh, my.
0: Um, and it is not... It, it doesn't have anything to do with the Radio Shack that you know and maybe have some love left for, but rather by Retail E-Commerce Ventures, the company that purchased the rights to the name in 2020. REV owns many chains that used to define U.S. retail, including Pier One, Linens and Things, and Dress Barn. And the general strategy for REV is to pivot failing retailers from storefronts into e-commerce while getting co-investors to pitch in. So, yep, Radio Shack Swap, or whatever the name becomes is going to launch its own token, Radio. Yep. That because that's what that's the way forward. Radio. Ra- Radio Star killed the, <laughs> the, the the crypto. The crypto. The, the- The the big fat cats at the banks. Yeah. yeah. Um, The plan is to distribute 10 billion radio tokens. The company hasn't yet shared how or to whom they will be distributed. And the uh, writer comments on this particular one are from Colin. He says, it's pretty clear that the Radio Shack brand is now being flogged for every penny it's worth. And I, for one, am sad to see it go. I would expect Colin to be sad to see it go. He's definitely uh, a maker type, a creator type. And Radio Shack used to be, for those of you who are too young to remember it, the place to go get Get things that now you can basically only get on ebay or aliexpress and wait three to 18 weeks for it to actually freaking arrive like you could go there and actually buy a a capacitor if you needed it to complete an electronics project or something like that like you could pick up like breadboards and stuff like you could actually do electronics projects without resorting to i'm trying to think if there's anything like that left i mean i remember you can browse in person it's mostly as far as i know it's mostly just like
1: kind of small town shops but there is a bunch of online stuff like i were well yeah
0: i mean obviously it's not as cool in the same way that there's a mcmaster car you know there's 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 definitely online electronic shops like you can go over to mouser sure fine but Okay, the, the browsing and not... tactile
1: in-person experience where you can look through things and and get creative with what you see on the shelf. Yeah, there's there's very little of that these days for sure.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I the last time I went into a store that really reminded me of old-school Radio Shack where you could just be like, uh, oh yeah, where's the servo aisle? And you'd be like, oh yeah, yeah it's like one over from the 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 ham radio like supplies. And you'd be like, oh wow, really? oh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> was a fries before their demise. Yeah. I yeah. I was lucky enough to go see a Fry's electronics before they turned to never, absolute garbage. Did never you got never got to see one? No. You never saw I one. heard
1: about how cool they were, like remotely forever, but never. It's got like, to see man, one.
0: what would I even compare it to? It's like you know Metal Mart? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's kind of like if something, it's kind of like if a metal mart like ran into a Home Depot and they just like, (laughs) you know, like it had that, it had that corporate, you know, all the brands you've totally already heard of side to it, but it also had that, you know, oh, you know, pick and, pick and choose all these things and go go assemble it for yourself. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Just figure it out. Um yeah, it was it, it was so disappointing to me to see that Fry's Electronics just couldn't couldn't pull it together. And it seems like kind of like NCIX. It's not that there wasn't some money in selling electronics. It's just that they collapsed under their own weight and their own mismanagement. I don't have any right. insider information about what exactly happened to Fry's. Just kind I'm, of the vibe you're getting. I'm just extremely extremely disappointed. Yeah. There was an interesting question on the end of here. Do you have any memorable purchases from Radio Shack back in the day? Oh my goodness. Uh, I got to tell you that most of my trips to Radio Shack were as a kid. So I would geek over that. St- I would geek out over that stuff. But I mean, it was mostly like crappy RC cars and stuff like that. Like it was just, they had. They had the stuff that was not mainstream, like Toys yeah. R Us, right? Yeah. I don't even know if Toys R Us, actually, does it even exist in the States anymore? I don't even know. It's here in Canada still. Yeah, it's still here. I think here, it's but... out in the States, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember the details there, but uh, they, yeah, the... they used to have a lot of RC toys and stuff like that. I don't know that they would anymore. The main thing I remember was an RC car that my dad
1: bought. That's pretty cool.
0: Yep, I mean you would have been pretty young by the time Radio Shack stopped actually carrying anything meaningfully cool. Like what yeah. was their what was their in-house brand? I'm trying to remember. Like I they had cheap batteries. Like cheap in-house brand rechargeable batteries when i, I was kind of getting into high school and finding dependable affordable rechargeable batteries and like sort of the early 2000s was definitely a bit of a challenge and yeah. you kind of needed them more than you do today because a lot of devices Dude, are like, so power efficient now yeah
1: and like everything used to run on the just monster amounts of of double a AA and triple a batteries
0: just like you'd have i don't remember what was it game gear my uh, game, my Game Gear like, takes six, yeah, and it oh would chew through them goodness. in like four hours, yeah. And uh, what else did I have that was a hog? I mean, my my PowerShot A twenty camera, uh, I think that took ooh, was it three or four AA batteries. Oh man, we got to check this thing out. Here's a review from DP <laughs> Review. You know the site's been around for a while. <laughs> Look, <laughs> this looked state of the art. Okay, in <clears throat> two thousand one. Heck yeah. Okay. Uh Hold on. We got the A20 plastic compact compact digital camera. Okay, four double A batteries, nickel metal hi- metal me- nickel metal hydride recommended, ladies and gentlemen. This thing weighed 375 grams, almost a pound, and was 2.1 megapixels. <laughs> oh man! But it had optical zoom. Okay, I actually paid a lot extra for one like a like a proper digital camera that had optical zoom instead of just digital zoom and that actually was more than one megapixel okay I got uh, oh my gosh what was it called I got this weird thing from my aunt that was like a little like handheld thing and it was like sub one megapixel zoom uh, was it a zoom I think zooms came later mm. I, I don't remember it was horrible that was cringe I returned it and then I actually ended up spending a bunch of my own money to get this one that served me very well. I still have some of my Powershot A twenty photos. Do you remember that that keyboard video I filmed? Yes, that was filmed on a Zoom.
1: Nice. Yeah, it was just one of those like it's like a little rectangular brick.
0: Luke's <laughs> first Luke's first unboxing. Yeah, that's a classic right there. <laughs> Speaking of classics, oh man, what will they think of next? We are gonna have to do a full audio file yes. pc build yes. or something like that
1: Yeah, that was suggested by the the person that posted this thread and and honestly he he listed a few different components and stuff that could go into it and i actually think it'd be really interesting and if you paired that with some like blind testing oh my goodness and then maybe tried like okay maybe they do tell a difference at this point but what parts can we remove oh my to goodness. make them like no longer be able to tell the difference. Like what what is actually making the impact, etc., etc. would be very interesting. My
0: brain hurts so bad. Wait, what am I even looking at here? Uh, he's increasing.
1: Now might actually be oh my the wrong timing for this, but if you could bring in some community like like people who claim to be audiophiles and get them to do the blind testing, that could be pretty interesting too.
0: Yeah. What will they
1: freaking think of next? So, um, it's $800 without the heatsink. It's an NVMe SSD, one terabyte. Um, it has an eight layer copper PCB. Mil spec. Mil spec. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry, I forgot that part. Very important military audio. Uh, (laughs) External. 5-volt DC power input or internal motherboard input with onboard capacitor filtering, gold-plated connectors, because that means quality.
0: Um, Every (laughs) M.2 connector is gold-plated. Every single one. That is the spec, okay?
1: Also, the $800 for a 1-terabyte NVMe SSD one does not come with the fancy heatsink. How Um, much does the heatsink cost? Don't actually
0: know it was sold out. Okay, is this a joke though? I don't think so. Honestly, okay, guys. I genuinely don't think so. Guys, help fact check us here. Is this a joke? I think it's legit. I can't possibly. Because there's two ways that something could be sold out, right? Way number one. Oh, I mean, it's custom CNC, so there might have been like two. Is that they didn't produce it, Yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So there could have been basically none of them. Yeah uh way number 2 is that people actually bought it um and i just i don't know jelly jelly d in twitch chat is like have you seen the stuff audio files buy this is for real come on guys help me out here nobody nobody has offered any kind of evidence that this is actually fake um all right. Yeah. Well, my disappointment is immeasurable and my day is completely <laughs> ruined. What, 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 what? Have you what, seen the heatsink, too? Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at it. I mean, here's what I here's what I don't here's what I don't really. Oh, I don't know. There's lots of things I don't understand about this. But but the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I do not understand about the Revelation audio SSD here is what are they expecting it to do? How it, it just it makes your audio better, dude. No, but really, okay. You've got a capacitor on your SSD. You're taking an external power. Power from where? Where are you taking this external power from? From a computer power supply? Okay. Well, it's going to be subject to the same kinds of. I mean, okay. I don't know. Maybe not technically all the exact same kinds of, of, of challenging conditions that power running through the motherboard might. But it, it's going to be pretty darn similar. It's still inside a computer. It doesn't even have shielding on it, which is one of my favorite, actually useful, audiophile snake oil things to yeah. cover things with just metal foil, essentially, which can can do something in an in in a situation where there, there could be a benefit to that which here I just don't see how there could be because there's no analog signaling taking place on an m.2 SSD yeah that's
1: the, none that's the big problem
0: that's, that's the, the big uh, problem that's, that's, the big that's
1: problem. a big problem what's more
0: than that um it just doesn't
1: it can't do anything
0: well it I could cause compatibility issues with your motherboard because a oh, lot of them it's like have huge th- Things that go on top of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, another problem is that this is this is a who knows what controller they're even using. That <laughs> apparently didn't merit mention here. Uh, we've got the audio file grade audio note Kaisei capacitors, but they don't they don't bother to mention if there's a DRAM cache. I don't see one. A oh,
1: Christ Chris <laughs> Tech CC HD nine five seven femto clock oscillator. <laughs> It sounds like have you um have you ever watched that it's this like technical walkthrough video of this machine? and it's i think it's like a few minutes long but the guy just says literally nothing that means anything the oh time. i think
0: i know what you're talking about the like the it's just techno babble. yeah uh, and it looks kind of like a like a, like a sales presentation yeah. or like it a marketing presentation it looks very official it's
1: really well produced but yeah. it's it's a joke yeah i know it's, what you're talking about yeah it, when i read stuff like that it it sounds like i'm reading
0: that script <sighs> oh boy so i wish some luck you should get one i would love to get one but you know what i don't know exactly why but we have had oh my god there's an amazing typo sorry we have uh, had oh uh should i go to your screen sure one in sotik in Sotok. <laughs> oh like the socket it's supposed to be stock oh one in stock <laughs> oh okay <laughs> I don't know why exactly, but I've had a ton of difficulty getting my hands on any of these audiophile snake oil products. Uh, they, we they probably know, dude. Well, the thing is, we've even tried to buy them. As like, with like a different name? I don't know what name we used, but I, I didn't do it. Right. Like we tried to get our hands on the audiophile network switch uh, because that, <laughs> that one was really funny. Um, but every time we've tried to place an order for, I, I think it's this one. So it's an 800... <laughs> It's an $800 oh, yeah, eight hundred dollar eight port that. gigabit switch. Yeah. Um, I mean, supposedly this is this is in stock, but every time we order this stuff, it doesn't arrive. D- are they the screening it? Out? Are they just not? Are they That's just not shipping to Vancouver, Canada, just in case we get our hands on it?
1: My assumption is it would probably be a very good idea if you were in the snake oil audiophile space to screen all of your orders and make sure it wasn't reviewers.
0: Yeah. I guess I could see that. I mean, it worked out. Like,
1: not even just you, right? Like, like anybody.
0: Like, yeah. It would be pretty concerning. But I don't know how they would have, I don't know how they would, okay, I guess they could have my address, but how could they have other people's addresses? People who don't just have their, their company address on Google Maps or whatever. I don't get it. Anyway, we're, tr- we're trying. We're trying. If we can get our hands on the audio file SSD, we will absolutely, we will take that. We will throw it in a motherboard. We are going to listen to so much audio. We're going to listen to Hotel California. Okay, we're going to listen to it so hard. We're going to be like, we're going to need to cleanse our palate and put on a sleep mask. We're going to we're going to have an auditioning experience, okay? Oh my god. Is that something people do? I promise. Is there their know about, audio palette? I don't know about the audio palette. You have palette to in the video for sure. I, yeah. I I think that we could probably we could probably create enough sort of nonsense you should do, you should rituals. Do a full sensory cleanse. Yeah, we should play the music. We should play the music into a wine glass and give it a little <laughs> give it a little sp- <laughs> Smell the aroma, you Taste know. <laughs> some ginger between songs. All right, that's enough. That's enough attention for this nonsense. Why don't we talk yeah. about the flavorful TV? Oh, this is
1: great. A Japanese professor has developed a prototype lickable TV screen that can imitate food flavors. Uh, the device, called Taste the TV or TT. TV, uh, uses a carousel of 10 flavor canisters that spray in combination to create the taste of a particular food. The flavor sample then rolls on hygienic film, sure, uh, over a flat TV screen for the viewer to try. In quotes, the goal is to make it possible for people to have the experience of something like eating at a restaurant on the other side of the world, even while staying at home. I I think you're gonna need
0: more than ten flavors, but
1: a commercial version of this version of this product uh would cost about one hundred thousand yen or eight hundred and seventy five, oh. I'm assuming, US dollars to make. Uh potential applications include distance learning for sommiers. Sommiers? Sommelier. Sommeliers. I Sommeliers. Yeah. Uh, and cooks and tasting games and quizzes. The tasting games and quizzes sounds a lot more interesting to me because I seriously doubt the accuracy of the actual flavors generated yeah, by 10 cook. flavor
0: canisters. Now, don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. 10 flavor canisters. Okay. I mean, the first, I'm sure the first LCD didn't have a ton of pixels. <laughs> and people would have looked at it going, you know, oh, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to have a, a call with my relatives and it's going to be like spending time with them in the same room. Ha ha. Huh? I uh, don't, know. Uh, okay. I don't know. There's, you know.
1: So I, the, the, the game side of it is <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, I think there's a pretty big issue with taste for cooks because like, as anyone who's ever, eaten anything before Uh, (laughs) um (laughs) there's more to it than literally just like spray flavor um Mm -hmm. there's heat there's texture there's there's smell there's all this other stuff right so i don't know it's very interesting i mean it's something a lot of people have thought about over the years um and maybe it's a tech that gets i don't wildly better over the next x amount of time sure i don't know but sure i'm not holding
0: my breath Uh, Speaking of holding your breath. Or licking my screen, for that matter. The one similar thing that we've experienced before that we've actually showcased is this uh, smell VR thing. I I forget what it's actually called. Cilia. Yep. So in a similar fashion, it uses these these scent canisters, in this case, to Mm -hmm. make it so that you can uh, have this uh, sensory experience that accompanies your VR adventure. So you're walking around in the forest, and you've got a... you know, a breeze blows and it wafts the scent of of pine into your into your nose. And while I was being only sort of facetious when I was saying, "Oh well, just because they've only got ten flavors now, you know, just they only had ten pixels or whatever," or, you know, now we've got billions of pixels. They'll probably have billions of flavors. Well, no, there's going to be a practical limit to that because
1: it's it's like actual substance that you have to spray and stuff
0: that you have to reload yeah, that yeah. you you know like i could i could see something like this existing uh commercially right oh, like yeah, if you were sure yeah if you went yeah. to an arcade you know this this an
1: arcade where everyone has to collectively lick the same screen well yes i understand it like rolls out. yeah film they,
0: sanitary stuff. hygienic hygienic yeah, rolling yeah. film yeah um but uh, just like this, where it was a cool demo, but not really practical for the real world, I, th- I think that's, that's what we're looking at here. I mean, I'm yeah. glad that people are... Are are devoting their energy to very worthwhile endeavors. Sometimes like, you got to make some stuff. Like yeah, exactly. You and, gotta, and like
1: this, this isn't the only thing this professor and his students have created, and they have uh, a wide variety of other applications th- that they want to use this like type of theory on. Yeah, this was probably an interesting way for them to get a lot of attention
0: on what they're working on. Which yeah, cool. for sure. Yeah. And you know what? I might be totally underestimating the the potential for this. Like, I mean look at this it, image yeah. look at this image and tell me that this <laughs> will definitely not be an entire genre of live streaming <laughs> content in five years reacting to uh, chat submitted flavors chat submitted flavors yeah so so your chat basically like you know they they they, they make something they they mash it into a thing it creates a, a digital representation of it and you've just got your, You've got your lick thing, and anytime you get a hype train going or whatever, yeah, you gotta you donate, gotta
1: donate five subs, and I'll lick the the I'll highest the booger the yeah. booger
0: flavor that someone like literally picked out of their nose and oh. put in the thing. I mean, we're ta- oh, oh. <laughs> I just unplugged my headphones. I got too got too excited there. Yeah, yeah. I, I the limitless possibilities. Tell me that won't be a thing in five years. I mean it's o- he can't It's j- he can't do it no Look, I can't see I can't
1: because it's only 875 bucks and we've seen what some streamers have spent on their setups in order to make unique content it's you absolutely a thing
0: a one time purchase they'll just yeah. buy like tens of thousands of dollars worth of Pokemon cards and unwrap them yeah like I don't know how the economics of that work, but I'd, I'd be in power to
1: them, I suppose. Yeah. So, like, if you can spend 875 bucks, and sure, there's some flavor refills, but that's... I mean, if you can... He said a commercial version would cost $875. So, if you could do that, I'm sure the refills are a fraction of that price. Yeah. I don't know. Content. Do it. Buy one, Ludwig. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Battlefield 24 f- 2040 fail. I wanted to talk about this because I actually find it genuinely hilarious. Oh, um, what now? I, uh, it's just tr- trash. In <laughs> Battlefield 2042's launch week, uh, it was already losing to Farming Simulator 22, um, which, I mean, I'm not particularly into that, but I've heard it is a pretty good game, so okay. that's cool. Um, last week, uh, multiple 24-hour peaks were like way sub-20,000. Um, like one of them was like, I think it was around 15,000 players. It's brushing up to the amount of players that are playing actively right now, Battlefield Five, which is the previous game that people did not like. Um, <laughs> it's, it's already going on sale for 34% off, which is a terrible sign any multiplayer game yeah um and it has a free weekend coming on steam but don't bother because it's terrible um cod and halo both absolutely ate its lunch but honestly i think that would have happened even if cod and halo weren't g- i mean i haven't played cod but i've heard it raises
0: things. the question why would you all launch like right at the same doing time they, they always do it. it's like yeah. no there's only there's only one month yeah in which you can Launch like a FPS game. Games. An yeah. FPS game. You must yeah. launch in November, December. That's it. every FPS game comes out in like yeah,
1: late November. All the time. Uh, is is, is really the no is no the
0: thing. Christmas stocking boom like that big? Is that it? Is well that, this is this is and I've ranted
1: before. This is what like killed Titanfall. Is they kept sandwiching it between Battlefield and COD over and over again when it just did not have the traction that those games had. Yeah, release it in the summer and it'll do well. Yeah. Don't release it between those two games. But yeah, they just keep doing it. So, and Halo like Halo released their beta early, I think in reaction to Battlefield being really bad. Right. So, I think a bunch of people got Battlefield were like, "Wow, this thing's trash. There's game-breaking bugs all over the place. The the portal mode is just like also really buggy and not anywhere near as good as the original version, which people are still playing on, like, community servers and stuff, so I might as well just go do that. Um, And then Halo comes
0: in and just trounces it. So, yeah. Um, Speaking of things being buggy, I think merch messages are not working. Oh. Is that something we can fix? Um, Um, Yes, the queue will just disappear. The queue will disappear? Like, all these will disappear? Uh, No. Should I just go through? We've we've only got 20 so far. Should I just... I'll just do them manually. I'll do them manually. All right, we're doing a short merch message intermission here. You don't want me to do it? I don't Uh, think they're going to disappear on there. Okay, so you go ahead and do your thing, but in the meantime, I'm going to get through these just in case they disappear. Brandon says, Oh, take more money from me. Over $700 for the year. Go float plane. Hey, thanks, Brandon R. Uh, Thanks, Andrew G. Uh, Michael says... Old guy, poor vision update. Thanks for the help. I got two Dell 32-inch 4K VA monitors with a modest curve. VA is the difference between night and day. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. I think I remember replying to that merch message a while back. Uh, they were wondering if IPS glow was going to be an issue for them. And then I, I think right, I had yes. said that if you're if you're worried about it, then VA is not going to have that same glow. Uh, Anonymous oh. says, how comfortable is the CPU pillow? I want it, but like $70 for one without knowing. It's a throw pillow. It's not really intended to yeah. sleep on, but I've seen a lot of reviews where people claim to be that they sleep on it. My really? cat really likes sleeping on it. I can tell you that much.
1: I could see that for a cat.
0: The reason it's so expensive is just because it costs a lot to make, not because it's necessarily, you know going to be a a world-changing pillow for your bed
1: i I don't it's really not designed as a sleeping pillow
0: yeah no but it but it i mean we did fill it with quality stuffing just because like i thought it. it is quite comfortable to like lean on on the couch yeah but but i i i I don't know people say they do it so that's all i can really sure yeah neil b we don't uh we we don't like delete the reviews on our site like don't you love that when you go onto a site and it's nothing but five star reviews on the first party site that you're looking at super obvious and you're just looking at it going Come on, it's it's possible that these are all legitimate reviews. I'm not even I'm not even going to challenge you on that. But you didn't. I will. I will say you never were a a courier. Never screwed up the order and didn't deliver on time. Like half of our negative reviews are just because shipping takes a long time. Yeah. 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 So you're you're going to tell me that never happened? Not even. Come on. Very unlikely. Come on.
1: Yeah, I, I, I will say this just, just to ward off the skeptics. Uh, there are reviews that have been removed. Um, oh. They have been removed because of uh, things that just should not be on a store. Like, yep.
0: like profanity, profanity or whatever else.
1: Sexualized content, yep. like whatever else.
0: If it's an actual review, negative or not, it stays up. On that note, if you've left a negative review and we got it resolved for you, if you could go back and update it, we'd super like appreciate that. That would be very cool. That'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Neil B says, love the indoor hoodie, got another you bought another two. I hope you know that you bought two. Linus um, with your love of alpaca and merino wool. Will more wool garments be made? Shirts, long sleeves, sweaters, lounge pants. Uh, you can expect more wool, probably starting with socks. Um no time super soon, though. Costs are going up like crazy. And while we did buy like a year's supply of alpaca wool, we will have to rebuy it again at some point. So we're going to see how that goes. Calvin says, I really want a float plane shirt. Will that ever happen? Will that ever happen? Float I mean, plane it's,
1: shirt? It's happened in the past. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe. Jean-Pierre W says, Merry Christmas from Europe. Can we get more Linux content? Yes, we have part four of Linux Challenge finally coming out. Um, do you know why it took so long?
1: No. No
0: ed just didn't realize there was part four and because i was technically the writer for that project and i almost never touched the trello i didn't like put the card in the right spot and nice um yeah usually i have a helper that just helps me do tedious paperwork for projects that i write and in this case it just sort of fell between the cracks. And so that video was supposed to be up ages ago. It's been done forever. And uh, I completed the last couple of things the editor needed on, I think, I want to say Thursday, yesterday. And I submitted all that. So we're good to go. Something that's crazy, yeah, and
1: not to derail us to talk about Linux stuff for an hour again. Yeah, sure. uh, But something that's crazy is every time it it gets to the point where, where, uh, I don't know if I can say his name, because I don't know if how long he's been here but every time the editor that's working on this project will message me about different things that he might need for the project Um, I'll, I'll just do a cursory look at like how are those things doing now like like okay, it's it's the Proton DB page. Like, what are the recent reviews? Because <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's very likely very different, and yeah, it's just constantly changing. Like I, I talked yeah. about my laptop thing. Like there's, there, I believe the most recent Linux video, or maybe it's the next one coming out. I don't remember which one. I say I'm daily driving Linux on my laptop because it's a better experience. It's
0: not and you're not. I'm not anymore. You want to hear something funny? It was true for like a month. This is a bit of a spoiler for part four, but one of the things that Luke found was that even first party titles from Valve were not perfect experiences in Steam. And uh, for the part of the video where I talk about CSGO in particular, I say, hey, we ran into these issues, but we couldn't reproduce them. Because now it's working. Because now it's working. Get get this, it's broken. So, so I tried to launch CSGO yesterday on Manjaro and it would just, I'd get a splash screen and it would just close.
1: That's, that's the problem I was having. I know,
0: I know. So, so what managed to happen is in between you actually doing the challenge (laughs) where it was broken and then me writing up the actual script that we both delivered. And it being working, and us being like, "Well, we can't reproduce this error, so we're just gonna have to tell you we ran into some issues." And then me actually getting the screen cap because I forgot. <laughs> it is now broken again.
1: <laughs> That's actually so funny. Oh my goodness! It's, I need to be tickled. A, it's such a constantly changing landscape. It's it's uh, it's cool in some ways. Um, I know. Yeah. I
0: know. It's just unbelievable, though. Incredible. Um, so I forget where we were going with that. Oh, that's so funny. Timothy H. says, uh, love the channel, been watching for two years or so. Was the reasoning for remodeling a house done for content or just getting the house how you want it? Purely content. He didn't actually want a house. <laughs> um, he, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, you know what? The house was a combination of things. I, I wanted to, okay, my, my kids want to not share rooms. So that was one thing. And we could do that in our current house, but then I would have no sanctum at all. Everything would be either a person's room or it would be a shared space. And I was I was super wanting to still have like somewhere that I could, you know, game stream, for example. So there were there were practical reasons for upgrading. Um, as for why we chose that particular one, it was the only one that had no clear downgrades over our current house. Our current house is amazing. It's like awesome. It's super private. The neighborhood is beautiful. It's uh, really well built. It was actually the showcase home for the neighborhood. Um, and it was the one that, when the development was complete, the developer kept for themselves. So the actual developer of so the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, always a good sign. Yeah. There were there were two screws everywhere there should have been one nail, you know? Like yeah, it was it's yeah, just yeah. it was super well built and I had already Gotten everything exactly the way that I liked it. So I had run networking to everywhere that I needed painstakingly over years, run networking, in ceiling speaker wiring. I had run uh, like VR stuff. Yeah, I had put in air conditioning myself. I had put in my VR wiring for my lighthouses in the ceiling so I didn't have to have ugly wires running down my walls. Like I had put, I had my computer running in that closet with fiber optic cabling running through the walls. Like Everything was exactly the way I liked it. And I was sitting here going, oh, man. So we move into this new place. And what? It's bigger, which is great for everyone, except I don't care about that. I want my tech stuff set up the way that I freaking (laughs) like it. I spent 10 years getting it the way I like it. So that's a big part of why the house has been such a project, because in order to get it up to spec, up to what I've already got, uh, a lot of work needs to be done. And, and it's going to be
1: easier to do that when there isn't all your stuff there and you're not trying to actively live in that space. Exactly. Yeah. So we
0: want to do it all in one shot. And there were reasons that we needed to open up a bunch of the walls anyway. So it had uh, uh, poly B is the type of piping that it had.
1: Oh, no. There was
0: poly B up the butt Okay. everywhere in that house. So we were going to be ripping yeah. half of the walls and half of the ceilings open anyway. and That's I figure, a big job. Well, when we're doing that... You might as well put in the speaker wiring. Yeah. You might as well put in the internet. I mean, that's definitely the time because
1: that's also not like a small cut in the wall. It's like, it's a pretty big one. Nope. It's costing
0: a fortune, but it's costing a lot less to do it now than it would cost to do it five years from now when I go, darn it. I just. I wish I did that. Really wish I did that thing. Yeah. Uh, I've gone a little overboard. Um, To be honest with you, like I started out not caring at all about things like um, smart blinds and curtains. I was like, I don't care. I'm never going to use that. But now I'm looking at it going, okay. 20 years from now, when it's time to resell this thing,
1: Having uh, manual curtains is going to be like, what?
0: A house of this class yeah. will not be competitive with something brand new if it doesn't have wiring to the, to the blinds and to the curtains. And there were some things about the house that were exceptional even today. Like nowadays, the, uh, the window and door opener sensors and stuff are all battery. Even on a brand new house, they don't run wires for it. But this one, because it was built back in the 90s, Everything in this house is hardwired. That's actually pretty nice. Which is pretty sick. You don't have to swap those batteries. No all the time. batteries. Yeah. Because when you've I mean, even if you only have to swap the battery once every two years, when you're talking like a pain. you know, every door is twenty points of, of ingress into yeah. the house, like yeah. That's a chore. That yeah. sucks. That means like one out of every 40 days, like once a month, you're going around and replacing some stupid like button cell battery in some <laughs> stupid sensor that might not even be that easy to reach. Like that sucks. Yeah. Um. So So having the opportunity now while the walls and ceilings are open to run power to the... We probably won't even put in smart blinds or curtains, at least not everywhere. Like my bedroom, I think it'd be kind of nice to have just because... I, 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 do not, um, I do not regulate my sleep very well. I think it's called um, uh, GS, uh, Gamer Syndrome. Ah. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to reveal with that. Uh, so I don't regulate my sleep very well. And something that I think could probably help me is to start to control things like the color temperature of the light, um, brightness. Uh, doing things like opening up the curtains slowly as you're supposed to naturally wake up. Apparently, stuff like that helps a lot. So I could see myself playing around with it a little bit, but honestly, it's something that I put in more for resale value, trying to be as forward-thinking as possible. And I realized that the previous owners probably tried to be as forward-thinking as possible, putting in things like the intercom. <laughs> How'd that work out for them? <laughs> But I think my way is going to go better because in cases where I don't know if the standards will evolve, we've put in a lot of conduit. Yeah. So as long as you've got, hey, if you've got conduit and a string, you are ready to go, ladies and gentlemen. Conduit's good. Uh, Yeah, there will probably be bits for the screwdriver available at launch, given that the screwdriver is like super, super, super delayed. How did we even get on this topic? Oh right, I'm supposed to be going through the merge messages that have accumulated. They're, they are working now. I see. I see that they're working. I yep. see that they're working. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the one thing missing is timestamps. Whoops. Uh, so I have no idea where time I stamps. left off. And oh. yeah, great. Uh, oh, question for Linus. Your Lambo had a manual transmission. Oh, it moved. And you said that's something you really liked about it. Is that because you find driving a manual is more fun or because it's more reliable slash easier, cheaper to repair? I have done almost zero of my own car work. Uh, I think I brought my car into our high school shop when I did take. I took shop class. Did you know that? No, actually. I did. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I know, right? Genuinely surprising. Yeah, (laughs) right? Well, I I filled my whole timetable. I never took a free blog. So I did like technology where we built like this RC submarine thing and we, I did metal art and jewelry. We did stained glass. I like made rings and stuff like that. I took, I took shop where I learned to change my own oil, change brakes. Uh, I learned how to do an alignment, like, like kind of basic stuff. Uh, so I took like all these like electives and stuff and still managed to do all my sciences. Uh, and I will tell you, out of every th- class that I've ever taken in my life, shop is the one I remember the least from. <laughs> I think the only thing that I learned in shop was my potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to generalize, okay? I'm not going to generalize about shop people.
1: I took I took a few spares because I was, like, ahead in years. In, I skipped a year in chemistry. I skipped – I did – I completed all of the computers courses that the school had when i was still in grade 10 um i skipped a year in math i did a lot yep. of that stuff and then Show i off. took of <laughs> i took a fair amount of uh spares because i was working right okay i was working like actually a pretty considerable amount in high school that's fair that's I fair trying to gather money for you never skipped three.
0: a grade luke never skipped a grade how did you have extra blocks then we just had like it, well, you don't need to fill all your blocks in order to have enough credits to graduate. So a lot of people oh. would just take like a study block. Oh, okay. Yeah, like almost everyone I knew had at least one study block in grade 12. And I was like, Nah, dog, this is free. It's free now, it costs money later. <laughs> yeah. I am
1: going for it. <laughs> my school didn't have a lot of like, a lot of the things that you just described. Like we
0: didn't have those. Oh yeah, we had super cool electives.
1: Yeah, my my computers teacher was awesome. Uh, I have three like amazing teachers that were just absolutely fantastic. My computer's teacher was one of them. Um, he's a principal at a local school. Oh, that's now. cool. Um, but he used to be a computer's teacher, and he like he went to BCIT over the summer and took a game development course. Yeah. And then like recompacted that course into a course for us in school. Oh, that's. But that he only cool. ran one time because like my year was really into it. Right. And that was like awesome. So that was like technically an extra cool course that we had. Outside of that, it was very limited. Fun fact: I never took a computer's course. Really? Nope. I mean it was mostly like programming so it wouldn't have helped.
0: No, anyways. no, not no, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't have done anything for me. Uh so in response to your question, I just prefer driving manual cuz it's more fun. For me. For me, I'm not I'm not judging, not judging. Uh I'm a computer engineering student looking to better understand the way GPUs process data and turn it into images. Can you recommend any books or resources? Oh my god, there was this amazing blog that I bookmarked for myself like a hundred years ago that was super cool on exactly this topic. It was, it was one I of those things that was, to me. it was like way over my head and yet accessible enough super that cool. I could like figure it out. Don't GPU. It was. Yeah. I want to, I want to find it now. I feel like I did send it to you. Cause I was probably like, Holy crap. This is everything we ever need to know about GPUs or something like that.
1: Yeah. I have, vivid memories of this but i don't remember i'm sorry if
0: anyone knows what i'm talking about feel free to drop it in the chat unfortunately the keywords gpu and blog (laughs) are returning a lot of results for in my inbox so i'm not going to be able to find this easily at least not quickly so if you guys uh, if you guys have any great resources for that feel free to drop it in the chat uh thanks timothy h whoop whoop where'd that go oh my goodness these are starting people have figured out that there's a limited edition product on the store and they're starting to order it really fast (laughs) um yeah so we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit i think have i made it through all the ones that we needed to get through i'm not sure i might just have to come back to them later i I think you did let's try and stay on top of the ones that are coming in and we should stay on top of talking about our sponsors for the show oh show is brought to you by Seasonic. sonic is that gonna work yes merry christmas happy holidays from Sea sonic just kidding they actually didn't pull that move this year they almost always buy like special holidays yeah. and they're just like yep merry christmas from Sea sonic so i'm gonna assume that that was their intention today <laughs> and i'm not gonna do a proper read for them oh. i'm just gonna be like Sea sonic says says you know hey have a have a safe and enjoyable holiday season. Yeah, eat lots of food. Uh, spend as much time safely with your family as you can, and your friends, and uh, and your loved ones who are not family and not friends. I can't think of too many loved ones who wouldn't also be in the category of family or friends. And um, you know, hey, if your if you're if your holiday season is powered by Seasonic, so much the better. But uh, yeah, go check them out at the links below, or or don't just just have a wonderful just have a wonderful weekend have a wonderful evening have a wonderful rest of the year happy new years all that good stuff yeah show is also brought to you by ultium Altium Designer enables engineers to connect with every facet of the electronics design process. It's intuitive to use, you can interact in a 3D environment, and it features interactive routing. They've even got Altium 365, which allows multiple people to work on the same project at once. Their blog is amazing, by the way. They just have so much useful information, speaking of really valuable blogs. Um, they've got a free trial of Altium Designer Viewer today for a limited time, and we're gonna have that link down below. So guys, go check it out. If you want to learn about uh, electronics design or you want the tools that you need in order to take it to the next level, you can go check them out at the link down below. The show is also brought to you by Cube Coders. Amp by KubeCoders is a self-hosted game server management panel that focuses on ease of use and a highly refined user experience. It works for both Windows and Linux-based servers and supports dozens of games, including Valheim, Minecraft, CSGO, and more. It has mobile support for managing servers on the go, the ability to schedule backups or other in-game tasks, and can even automatically manage your firewall if you want it to. It's super easy to install with no command line knowledge required and almost all admin tasks can be done via their web interface. And there's many video tutorials for users that need them in order to figure things out, which, yeah, there's no shame in that. On Linux, it's installed with literally a single command that takes care of everything and there are no monthly fees for the standard editions. AMP starts at just 10 bucks as a one-time cost with free lifetime updates and you can learn more at codecutors.com slash amp slash when. Man, you know what? I'm noticing a bit of a pattern here. You notice how games with dedicated servers and the ability for there to be community-hosted servers have a much longer shelf life than games that rely on the game developer to maintain stuff? Yeah. It's like, how is it that it ends up being so profitable to be the good guy? Like Valve, they're just like, yeah, community servers, whatever. And then they just create like a facade they just create a community browser experience. They, I mean, the old classic one is still there, but they just put they put a sheen over it, like a modern gaming sheen. No one can tell the difference. CSGO, still relevant. So many years later. And you can still do,
1: yeah, you can still do custom service. And they can I, still
0: make money on skins and whatever else. The Titanfall community, and I
1: know, I know, I know. But we I, when we talked about Titanfall a fair amount a while ago, yep. right around that time, um, unplanned, there was this big community push to like get people to play Titanfall again. And it peaked well higher than Battlefield 242 <laughs> is currently at. Ha- uh, <laughs> um, but it has been just buried by DDoS for a long time now. Yeah, I heard like about that. Like it's been unplayable for a long time. And uh, users are trying to take it into their own hands and force uh, custom dedicated servers for Titanfall 2. It's pretty interesting. I haven't been following it that closely, but I've been following it a little bit. That would be super cool. It would be awesome. Yeah. And, like, it's it's people want to play so bad. Like, the Titanfall 2 subreddit is huge. And it's it's just a ton of people very frustrated that they're not allowed to play a game, which
0: is such a wild concept. I know, right? Um, but, yeah, it is what it is. All right. What else it is is more topics. <laughs> AMD's 5000 series Threadripper Pro Chagall specs have apparently leaked. Here they are, ladies and gentlemen, posted by Fake KGB on the forum. Man, okay, hold on a second. Side conversation. If someone walked up to you and said, "I'm a fake KGB operative," what do you believe that they're a KGB operative <laughs> <laughs> 100% every time <laughs> so they're just they're they're pulling some next level i'm
1: going to be looking you know, for the gunman gate i'm going to be all full paranoid all that <laughs> kind of stuff
0: all right, back to the specs here. So we've got some uh, what look like very, very raw part numbers here. We've got some sockets. We've got some core counts. Looks like we're gonna get everything from 12 cores all the way up to 64, which is same as last gen, but I'm still expecting markedly better performance. Uh, Thirty-two mega 3200 megatransfer per second memory. Man, why do they insist on doing this? Why does AMD insist? on rating all of these, this entire lineup of processors at 280 watt I, TDP. I, I knew you
1: were going to say the TDP when you started that sentence because I had the same reaction. I I wrote that one. I had the same reaction as you. I was like, wait, are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> like, I just... Why? <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah. Especially, especially when they've got, they, they've actually got all these different core clocks that they can end up running at. And all these different power draws that they're actually expecting the bloody thing to have. So why not just say, "Hey, this is only a this is only a hundred and let's have a look here. Uh, this is only in its highest power state, a hundred and seventy watt processor. And then you can just know that you can buy a lighter cooler for that one to run properly. It's crazy." Um, Unfortunately, it looks like this is gonna be the end of Threadripper as a consumer platform, so there won't be any normal Threadripper. There's just gonna be Threadripper Pro. This just goes to show you that you either, whatever, die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. Yeah. AMD came in, they're like, yeah more cores for everyone consume everything's going to be a consumer platform it's going to be freaking awesome and then they were like hey you know what in addition to regular thread ripper we're going to have like a pro one it's going to have it's going to have like you know EC's uh, proper ECC support and it's going to do this and it's going to do that like and that... the same things that we got mad at Intel. Haha, really remember that ago. consumer one, see you later buddy. Now we're going to paywall the ECC support on this and it's going to be really good for us and don't even worry about it. All I can hope is that Intel, is, yeah, they're not, but I I would love for Intel to bring in an HEDT competitor that's that's scrappy and forces AMD to reevaluate this this pro sort of workstation-only approach to the Threadripper platform because for enthusiasts, Threadripper was so cool. There were flaws, okay? There were were flaws. Threadripper was limited uh, to, oh, man, what were we stuck at? It was either, I think it was 256 gigs of memory. And on a 64-gigabyte processor, that is really not enough. And so not having proper support for, like, registered DIMMs or load reduced DIMMs was a real bummer. And Threadripper, yeah, probably makes more sense in terms of positioning, especially now that there's a 16 core regular desktop Ryzen that once we get DDR5 is probably going to be capable of like 128 gigs of RAM. Like now that we have that, honestly, yeah, it's probably not that necessary. But it was just AMD being a bro because they were the underdog. And then, as soon as they're not the underdog, they're like, "Ah, we don't really have to like bro anymore. We, we realistically, we can't make enough processors for how much demand there is anyway. So let's just, yeah, let's just not worry about being a bro." And I wish, that, I wish AMD just would continue to to be a bro here. That's that's all I have to. That's all I have to say about that. Oh, You're well. the one
1: that always tells me that they won't be, because like when when AMD first started coming back, I was like, "Yeah, like the the good ones getting." Good again, and you were like, "Well, not really. <laughs> it's just good that there's more comp. Ooh, sorry, it's good that there's more competition, but like,
0: AMD's not your friend. No, it's that simple. Companies are not your friend. Intel's not your friend. AMD's nope. not your friend. Nope. Uh, there are people there that could be your friend. Yeah, I know some super cool people at pretty much every major tech company.
1: I don't personally know anyone at AMD. But I know some people, and I've I've trashed on Intel a lot, and I know some people at Intel that I'm friends with for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: And and people that not just you could be friends with, but people that actually really care. Oh like, yeah. Like really care about the product, really care about the enthusiast community. And even when Intel was in like the worst
1: of the dumps, there was yep. people that worked there that really cared. Absolutely. It's, just, it's there's
0: there's also a lot of people that worked there. <laughs> um Danny V8 asks, isn't LTT a company? No. Linus Media Group Incorporated is a company. And as a company, it has actually, in some cases, different objectives and a different agenda than I personally do or than Luke personally does. It's true. Like LMG Incorporated's only job is to make enough money that it can pay all of its staff, including me, and so that it can reinvest in its own business so it can continue to grow. That is like... The, the capitalist definition of a company. It's a, it's a corporate entity. It's its own legal entity. It's actually even though I am the primary shareholder along with my wife Yvonne, um, it, it is it it has has its own reason for being that is separate from us. So uh, you know I might be super chill, but I might disagree with Linus Media Group Incorporated entity's agenda. And we might have to find a way to reconcile how I feel about a topic versus how Linus Media Group Incorporated might feel about a topic. So I have to put myself in different shoes. For example, we have a video upcoming that I just recorded prior to the show on the removal of the YouTube dislike counter. And Linus Media Group and I were sort of um, conflicted over one of the things that I wanted to talk about in the video but Linus Media Group wasn't a big fan of. Um... That's a good way of saying that. So one of the one of the things that uh, we address in the video about YouTube's removal of the dislike button is how to restore it. So there's a Google Chrome extension. Actually, there's extensions for a number of popular browsers that allows you to re- that allows you to restore the dislike counter to YouTube. And the way it works is. Pretty interesting, we, we get into that. But what that doesn't allow you to do is restore the dislike counter in a YouTube app on your mobile device. You could use a mobile browser to browse YouTube, but I think that I don't probably have to tell you guys that that's this a case is not great. pretty crappy experience. Yeah. Um, so, so you could use a browser with the extension installed on your mobile device, but the way to do it, not yet, but maybe in the future with an app, is with YouTube Vanced. so YouTube advanced is an application that um, circumvents some of the ways that Linus Media Group Incorporated makes money and that negatively impacts um, Linus Media Group its employees its collaborators and you know Linus Media Group wasn't a big fan of me talking about it but Linus Sebastian, the the tech personality who wants to make you guys as thoroughly informed on this subject as possible, felt like, well, any conversation about this is not going to be complete without mentioning this potential upcoming collaboration between the Return YouTube Dislike uh, extension and YouTube Advanced. So I'm in this awkward position where either I have to harm my own business Or I have to harm my own reputation by sending you guys into a rabbit hole where you find something ultimately and you go, hey, he didn't mention this. He must have known about this. What's up with that? So I won. Um, So just like when we did the video on Piehole, we're just going to be like, yep, that's a thing. It's a thing that exists. And Linus Media Group can suck it.
1: I used to I used to be super 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 against ads and videos you probably remember that but ultimately at the end of the day it's just entirely unsustainable to not have ads and like it it makes sense that that's the standard for everybody now
0: and you just need to do it to survive makes sense so so that's uh that that's what we're doing that's how we're going with it go YouTube I've never actually tried it I if if dislike if the dislike counter comes to it though I pfft. I'd be tempted. I'd be tempted. So I don't even know if I don't even know if there's a way to configure Vanced, for example, to uh, to see ads so that you can support creators in that way. Don't know. I don't know. Uh, you what you could do
1: is <laughs> this what? is weird. Uh, I don't even know if I like
0: it. Um, but you could get like YouTube Premium and then use Vanced. I mean, yeah, you could do that. I, I saw someone on Floatplane being like, "I use Vanced, I yep. subscribe on Floatplane." Yeah, it's like, yeah, that helps us, but you got to remember, Doesn't there's a lot anybody. of, yeah, there's a lot of other content creators out there. Uh, Bexim update on the sweatpants is that they are still stuck in the port. The port of Vancouver is just yeeting containers into a holding area, and then they will open them when they get around to it. Yeah. So good luck, everybody. Hi, hi, 217 says, "I use premium and Vanced." But hi 217 is a Twitch viewer, so the credibility is a little low. Yeah, it's questionable. Yep. Questionable. Yep. questionable, questionable. Everyone's pulling out of CES. Original article here is from XDA developers, and I get it. It's not canceled yet, but, man, it just really doesn't seem like very good optics to show up at. Here, here we go. Uh, T-Mobile's out, AMD's out, Nvidia's out. I know Intel's out, so this article might be a little bit older. That's sort of a big deal. Intel almost always has one of the biggest booths at CES. Right when you walk into the main hall, uh, center center hall, I think is the one. It's been it's been a couple of years yeah. since I've been. Yeah, I'm liking it. <laughs> I, I I I'm just so tired of CES. I think I would really enjoy attending it as just an attendee, like if I just could stealthily, like you know. Just walk around on the show floor. No one knows who I am. Just kind of, kind of look at stuff and just take it in. But covering it is so exhausting. I just, I did it for years and I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Just can't do it. anymore. It was anymore. actually
1: really nice. The the one year that I did it, I went for like float plane and I just met with a bunch of creators. It was mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. I'd like go on the show floor to like find somebody, and as I
0: was cruising by, I'd just be like, "Oh, that looks cool." see some cool stuff yeah um so yeah see you later ces i mean we'll we'll still see all these announcements and everything uh just expect to see them more digitally the the smart brands are the ones that have already reached out to work with us like asus uh sent us some some prototype devices that we did a video showing off so that'll go up when the embargo would have lifted during the show if there was to be a show in other news, Intel is apparently planning to sell pre-binned Core i9-12900Ks that could reach 5.2GHz on all cores. Could this be a response to AMD's Ryzen with 3 dv V-cache? I don't know, but the videocards.com article seems to be uh, speculating that this could be true, but then also please note that this post is tagged as a rumor. Does this really need to exist? Um, and if it does, why don't they just call it something else?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think it does in the modern day, but I don't know. They have
0: called these types of things something else in the past, haven't they? So there was the, there was the 9900KS. Yeah. Um, what was the difference with the KS like
1: i thought they've had like a almost like a golden sample
0: system a few times so they provided us with some golden samples for a giveaway once they are oh. definitely capable of creating them but to my knowledge they've never really done a pre-binned cpu right other than i think the KS was like a slightly a slightly more boostery Uh, 9900K. I'm actually double checking that on on Arc right now. 9900K Arc because it was five gigahertz all core, and then the other one is oh, basically the same thing. Did it have a higher base clock or something? I can't. I gotta confess, I can't even remember the difference. Yeah, it had a higher base clock, so it was four gigahertz all core. So yeah, it seems sounds kind of cool. Um. Personally, I'd rather they just call it something else entirely. I mean, I guess KS is is a different name for it, but it it really just it confuses the lineup. Mm-hmm. Like re- you got to remember, the only difference from one Alder Lake to the other, assuming a similar core configuration, is the clock speed it freaking runs at. So if that makes it a, a, a this different number or this different number. Why are, why are we now changing suffixes? I, I get I get very confused. Here's
1: a weird question. Do you think overclocking is as popular these days as it was before?
0: It's certainly easier to do than ever before, but it's also less effective than ever before. Yeah. You're not getting a huge benefit from it the way that you used to. I, I mean, the other target's
1: a little better now. In the
0: old days, you were able to overclock a CPU in some cases to double its original clock speed. I mean, that's, that's insane. Doubling your performance? Who would spend the extra money? And <laughs> you've got legendary chips like the Celeron 300A that was just dirt, dirt cheap. And people would just overclock the snot out of those things, like 450 plus megahertz. Like That was, that was the golden era of overclocking. I mean, even by the time I got into it, overclocking had pretty much seen its heyday. Like you were not, you were not taking your Athlon 2500 plus, Athlon XP 2500 plus and really doing that much to it. Uh, I mean, P4C Northwood was maybe the last really, oh no, Prescott. The thing about Prescott though, the thing about those later P4s was that they were so non-competitive with AMD from a performance standpoint that even when you overclocked them, they still didn't make a ton of sense and they weren't that cheap. So it just didn't yeah it didn't didn't make a ton of sense to me, like there was just no reason to own one in the first place, so even if you could overclock the bananas out of it, why
1: i just i find I rarely hear people talking about overclocking these days and and yeah, I think the biggest part of it is the the limited performance gains mm-hmm. um but I don't know. I mean, I, my system, interesting. my system's not overclocked. Mine isn't either right now.
0: It's water cooled and not overclocked. It's like really stupid. <laughs> I should just be running air cooling, honestly speaking.
1: That was my theory with my previous rig. It was like I I knew I was like probably going to be running it non overclocked for the most part, so I was just like whatever, might as well go no maintenance.
0: Uh, I guess now's as good a time as any to reveal our GPU wasteland collection. That's right, my friends. It's a limited edition desk pad and enamel pin created by the one and only Sarah, Butt. I did we, did we say how many of them we made? uh apparently we do not it's full of all kinds of fun little easter eggs uh let's see if we can bring up the full-size image here welcome to scalper city sold out bitcoin scalper central got barbed wire everywhere she had a lot of fun doing up these graphics maybe maybe too much fun i'm actually (laughs) not sure if this project made a ton of sense we only printed i think a thousand of them but if you order the desk pad, you will also get a limited edition pin that goes with it. So it's just a little little enamel pin to, to remember these times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How great is that? I actually like the pin. I think the pin looks pretty cool.
0: I think the pin looks really cool. I yeah. mean, there's, there's no doubt that the, that the design is, is great. She did a great job. Uh, we've got no NFT references. You know what? NFTs back when she designed this because our deliveries have been so freaking we were worried the GPU shortage would be over by the time we got these. <laughs> like it, it's been delayed so many times. <laughs> NFTs hadn't really taken off in the news to the same degree yet. So yeah. uh guys, get them while you can and then People already have been. Don't get them while you can't. Because, There's been a lot of burst messages with those.
1: The last the last f- six Merch messages that have come through have all been the GPU Wasteland Desk Pad Set.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, in news that could Seven. be positive, um, you know, regarding GPUs, uh, Video Cards has reported on Raja Kaduri from Intel talking about their upcoming ARC GPUs over a live stream. So the our hardware is apparently past the beta state which means that's, we are that's good. closing in on release now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. We've got a video coming where we actually show Intel's Intel's timeline uh, for, for new products. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of around three years. And once the beta hardware stage is passed, like we are, things are imminent. Arc Alchemist is already sampling to partners who are providing feedback. Arc GPUs are being manufactured at TSMC, but Silicon shortages are affecting them. And the main incentive with this launch is to get a foothold in the market, which tells us Intel is going to be aggressive, which is great. The bigger the install base, the more game developers will pay attention to them. Um, So they are saying that they are incentivized to get these into the hands of gamers rather than miners, to which I say, put up or shut up. We would be happy to do a big launch event with you guys with the verified actual gamer program let's Let's go i'll take as many as you can send i promise they will go to verified actual gamers yeah so there you go i have i have issued my challenge and kuduri confirmed that intel is developing hardware solutions for blockchain operations but they will not be gpus could they be similar to nvidia cmp cards we don't know The discussion question for this one from Nicholas Poof is, uh, are these cards gonna live up to the hype? Honestly, my hype level is pretty low. Yeah. I expect them to be a mainstream option that ain't great, but is good enough for people to just have something to buy. Which I will argue is what we need right now. That's what we need. We just need something that makes sense to buy so we don't have freaking, like here, here, okay? Let's go to eBay, okay? What's a GTX 1060 6 gig worth? It's going to disgust me. Anywhere from 275 to $350. You can get them as little as $255. Ugh. That is horrible. That's absolutely horrible. That shouldn't be a thing. And any modern graphics card, no matter how supply constrained, should be able to beat that in terms of price to performance. So that's what I want. I want people to just have... Anything to build a system because honestly, I think it's been a hugely detrimental period for the custom PC enthusiast community over the oh, last couple of years. Deeply. Like yeah. it, building a computer sucks. People don't want to watch videos about building computers. I,
1: I have friends in real life have who have like pivoted their hobbies away from computer hardware to other things. Uh, a lot of them have been cars because, because it's just been such a bad space. Yeah, how's cars working out for them? Uh, it's, I mean,
0: it's better if you actually. don't actually have to buy a car, then I guess it's yeah, fine <laughs> because
1: working on your current car, <laughs> yeah, I can see um, that, has actually been okay. Buying a new car, yeah, not, not great, but, yeah, it's a little but working on your current car, tinkering with it, making it better, changing out other things, have, have largely been insulated, unless you're trying to do electrical stuff, but a lot of them aren't, so right,
0: yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, shoot, I think I might have accidentally lost my my tab for the merch message dashboard that's really really I bad. I've been managing it. Everything's You've got okay. It? Yep. You're on top of it. Yep. Okay. It means I can't read them though. There's a lot coming in. Uh, um, okay, but uh, yeah, well I got to cover. Yeah, sorry guys. We're not going to be able to address them all today. That's just the the cold hard truth because we we, we just can't. Uh, I have to get home and like eat dinner with my family at some point. So, let's go ahead and do our last topic here. Goodbye HDMI 2.1. Hello HDMI 2.1 A. Now with source-based tone mapping, which is actually pretty cool because HDR tone mapping is a real big challenge. I heard that wrong. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Cool. So 2.1a will be the active certification scheme going forward, but it still won't be on the packaging. Instead, you will see a list of optional features. So SBTM source-based tone mapping is an optional feature that will allow a portion of the <sighs> HDR mapping to be performed by the source rather than the display device, which is good because a lot of display devices don't handle it very well. This could allow for HDR content on one screen and SDR content on another at the same time, which is super cool. That's nice. Um, but it's going to be a confusing, absolute gong show to know whether your your HDMI 2.1 device supports this or variable refresh rate or high bandwidth or whatever else. And I I hate it. I hate everything about that. All right, let's go through and do a few uh, merch messages here. Oh boy, they are coming in really fast. Yep. Uh, Daniel Eskes asks, "Ask any oh plans for photography centric projects uh, products? Uh, probably not as much. Uh, oh wait, what what is happening right now? Hmm? Uh, if I refresh this page, is it going to be? Oh oh boy, it should be fine. Okay, so I can just archive that. Probably not as much, just because it's not our it's not our jam as much. Uh, Leonard." Happy holidays. Hey, thanks. You too. By the way, as PC brands are very different in Asia, could you expand more about Asian tech and related content? I mean, we try to cover things when we can get our hands on them, but it's not always that easy and it can be very expensive. Like that transparent TV cost a fortune. It was impossible to get, it took forever to get, and it was impossible to get rid of. I couldn't even, I couldn't sell it for like 500 bucks. So we gave it away at the Christmas party. I don't even know if that many people entered to win it. I don't even know what whoever won it is planning to do with it, like, honestly. (laughs) Uh, Check out bangle.js. Yeah, I included that just for you. Yeah. Really? How have I not seen this? Hackable smartwatch. Interesting hardware buttons. Huh. Oh. Interesting. Okay, bangle.js for 70 British pounds. Um yeah if someone from there wants to wants to reach out and get in touch i'm 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 intrigued. I'm very intrigued. it's affordable. I just want a simple I just want simple that's pretty cool okay uh Brandon a asks it went away
1: uh is it time to upgrade my and then like? I think
0: 15 year old hardware. 2900X is in Crossfire. Uh, I think it's probably time, just for, even from like a power efficiency standpoint. That's pretty brutal.
1: Everything's so expensive, though.
0: Uh, no, I wasn't actually planning to la- watch the launch, but that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam B., I just Why bought it? a 5600X. Do you think it would be a good match for my 3060? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Alexander L. First time buying merch live on the stream. Any updates on LTT Sandals? No updates whatsoever on the sandals. Uh, We had an unexpected staff departure um, that delayed that project. The good news is that I think people internally know already, so I'll just say it. Uh, She's coming back. Yeah. It's like, turns out the pastures were greener here. Hey, working <laughs> at LMG, it's not that bad. So uh, yeah, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty excited. Actually, it was way more complicated than that. It was not that simple. Uh, but we're, we've, we've worked it out, and I'm extremely excited to be working with her again. And hopefully we'll be able to get the... Uh, Luke, are, what are, where are you moving this stuff to? Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get sandals rocking again. Uh, we already gave an update on the next Linux Challenge video coming very soon. Do you want to see internal right-angle USB Type C connectors become the standard from motherboards as badly as I do? Not necessarily, because the male connector is so bulky that you could end up with it interfering with a lot of cases. So I don't think that's a cut and dried. I was going to say I it. I
1: think it really depends on the case.
0: Oh my goodness, they're coming in so fast that I can't even click on things properly because you, it just moves. You just focus on the curated. I okay. Just myself. How are focus your birds the curated doing? Section. Sorry? How are your birds doing?
1: Uh, They're doing good. They were kind of buttholes last night. They didn't want to go to sleep. That was very annoying. But overall, they're good. They're healthy. Everything's all right.
0: (laughs) Healthy buttholes. Calvin, I really want to flip play. Oh, no, I already answered that. Uh, Powell asks, how do I clean this? It's going to be soaked in pizza juices. Well, I see you already bought two of them. uh, Referring to the GPU Wasteland (laughs) desk pad. So, I think you already know the answer. <laughs> I mean, I told I told Sarah about this project. I was like, "Look, it's white. We are never doing a mouse pad like this again. I'm sorry." Because what I told her from the beginning was that I wasn't that comfortable doing something that would be very stainable because A, I don't like producing stuff that is going to just wear out and need to be replaced very quickly, and B, From a brand standpoint, I don't like seeing people's like set up shots with like our product looking ugly and got like coffee stains all over it. So I told her I wasn't that comfortable doing it in the first place. And then when we did it anyway, uh, (sighs) I looked at the one that she's had on her desk since she got the first samples. It is a dégueulasse. Okay. It is dégoutant. It is... (laughs) (laughs) A- absolutely <laughs> okay it's 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 awful Um, it's just it is covered in coffee stains I'm like this completely validates everything that I concerns said concerns that I had yes yeah, yeah. so I, I really don't think we're gonna do another one so
1: it's not recommended but we've had successful
0: machine washes right uh, not not on a white mouse pad like there's just a limit right like on the black ones yeah I, I machine wash my mouse pad yeah
1: yeah, I guess you'd have to be really cold. Careful. Yeah, of course. I
0: don't know. Yeah. Uh, Ryan C says, "This is Pog indoor hoodie. Uh, floatplane vods when? Um, Wasn't sure what he was referencing to. Probably for the WAN show, I would think. So I
1: included that. There are there
0: are plane vods. For yeah, the WAN I show. just sometimes I'm a little slow putting them up because it doesn't process immediately, so I can't do it right after the show, and then I get distracted with my life, and then I don't oh, do I thought it.
1: They're supposed to be automated now.
0: Yeah. Uh, are they? I mean, if they are, then great. Uh, Matt C, can you add more APU videos since GPUs are dumb right now? Yeah, the problem is what else are we supposed to say, right? Like once we say, hey, an APU makes sense to buy to tide you over. What are we contributing by doing another video about that? That's why it's been so challenging lately. Like, what are we supposed to say? There's not anything, there's there's no new story to tell. Uh, I think that Labs is going to really help with this. I think that as we go through and we just test stuff, just mercilessly test stuff. Stories are going to emerge, but I wouldn't be surprised to see at least for a time the LTT upload schedule get scaled back. There's not enough to talk about and I think we are I think we're spinning our wheels a little bit right now. It's it's t- I mean, content in the in the
1: computer hardware space has been kind of tough for a long time as hardware releases have been more spread out and more yep. rhythmic and more ex- expected performance levels and all that kind of stuff yep and then you make it so that no one can buy anything Yep. and it gets way more difficult i don't
0: pretty boring yeah yeah uh igor do you have any plans to have a cybersecurity job opening in the future would love some cyber content as well as patch notes or summary of the week's top news i mean that's the kind of thing that i think makes more sense as a much smaller completely separate channel and it's something that's on our radar but it's not something that we have any imminent plans for uh have you ever thought of making merino wool t-shirts slash button shirts instead of just using it for socks asks simon w uh yeah uh we have but we're not in any particular hurry we want to get the socks figured out and then we're going to go from there anonymous will labs delve into keyboard performance tests at all if so i'm very interested in an organization such as ltt publishing latency tests for big name keyboards and perhaps other custom mechanical keyboards uh, yeah, that's uh, honestly, that's the kind of thing that we'd be very interested in covering for sure. Yeah. Love the idea. Um, actually I kind of feel like I need to add that to the doc real quick. And so like, do you want to do a, do you want to do a
1: chat? Sure. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. there's a lot specifically addressed to Linus. Did you guys ever test that $1,000 HDMI cable from back in the day
0: on the new cable tester? I didn't. I got rid of that immediately. I paid the restocking fee and I returned it. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah.
1: Any possible possibility for Highlander 2
0: or Lowlander? We've been trying to get it off the ground for years. Playing um, Minecraft in a mine. Yeah. <laughs> <My>. <laughs>
1: That's actually pretty good. I had not thought about that one. I had pitched a submarine at one point in time, but Minecraft in a mine is pretty fantastic. <laughs> it's just
0: spectacle though. There's no, there's oh, no absolutely. learning outcome. There's no. no there's no point to it.
1: How they get internet down there would be like an interesting
0: discussion. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I mean, run a cable, maybe. Probably is the answer with access
1: points along the way. Like, but, yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted you guys to do a video, and I've probably talked to you about this a few times, about internet in Greenland. Mm-hmm. It's actually super interesting. But, anyways, um, is the indoor hoodie dryer safe? I dried
0: the LTT beanie and it turned out looking worn out uh yeah so something like this uh you wouldn't want to tumble dry especially if your dryer has any sort of uh, um you want to hang it anything abrasive or anything that can catch on it uh but the indoor hoodie would be fine to tumble dry yes actually i do i don't know if i'm contradicting the official care instructions though when i say that i think a lot of our stuff is uh is actually marked like hold on uh Oh, we apparently say do not tumble dry. So now you know. Sorry. Uh, But uh, honestly, the biggest reason for that... um, I I have tumble dried this one already. The biggest reason for that is to cover our butts. Because uh, tumble drying, it's like we can't control what kind of dryer you have, what kind of heat settings you're on. So we can't control if you're going to destroy your garment. But... um, Yeah. I, you know, I'm just going to stick with the company line. No, do not tumble dry it. It's better. It is better to hang dry your clothes. And then if you just want them to be softer, then you can throw them in the dryer for like five minutes. Um, that's just a nice way to kind of soften them up after you hang dry them. But one of the things that I'm going to be setting up for myself at the new house is one of those cool, uh, there's actually just little portable, uh, drying racks that are heated. Oh, so it just makes the air around them a little bit warmer and it creates natural convection that helps them to, to dry things out faster. And I'm gonna switch to hang drying a lot more of our clothes instead of tumble drying. It's way more power efficient obviously as well. Cool, so that's that's nice. one of my that's one of my things that I want to want to do at the new house. Any updates on the backpack? Uh, I gave a big update on the backpack in the PC build stream that I did earlier this week. It's kind of towards the end. It should be as you scrub through it, it should be pretty obvious where it is because i i'm holding a backpack a lot so you can go check that out there uh drake asks any tips on getting a super script stripped screw out of a motherboard i'm trying to get this motherboard out of the case for a new build for a friend keeping the case isn't an option sadly oh boy
1: rubber band that's always been my super first go go-to
0: screw yeah there's like needle nose pliers there's um
1: yeah Yep, done that too. Man,
0: everything's risky, especially if you have a working motherboard next to it. Like you could say, okay, yeah, you just take a Dremel, create a new slot head in it and then get it out that way. But if you got a motherboard there, you don't want to get metal shards all over it.
1: I don't think the rubber band's too risky.
0: No, the rubber band's not that risky, but it might be hard to get access to it. Like, That's fair. Especially if it's buried in a case, which presumably it is. Man, what would be the best way to
1: do that? What I've done in the past is I actually put the rubber band on the screwdriver. Mm Mm-hmm. So like I, I cover it on the bit and then I pull it all the way to the back. So it's yeah. like attached to the screwdriver. So then I don't actually have to place it
0: there. Yeah, give it a shot. Joshua, Linus, seeing that it took a worldwide pandemic to start growing a beard. When and what made you get rid of your pink hair and frosted tips? Um, I think I just, I th- oh, I started working retail. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, when I met Yvonne, I had pink hair. And then I just like didn't didn't do it again after that, and that was right around the time I started working at NCIX. Did I think. they ask you to, or was Ooh, that like a personal choice? No, I was doing uh, student works. No, I, I just decided that going door to door trying to sell house painting service, it probably wasn't a good idea to have like pink spiky hair. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Anonymous. Last week you mentioned not knowing much about metrology. Have you ever looked into any of the semiconductor manufacturing equipment that fabs use to make chips? Uh honestly, we have not looked that deep into it. I have learned about some of that stuff uh as part of my trip to Intel's fab and you're right. It is absolutely freaking wild. Uh Rory, longtime viewer, first time caller. Love the show. I had to pick up the ABC's of gaming for my nephew and a close family friend. Any idea when that pillow from last week will be available? I uh <laughs> I mean, they're in the port. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Soon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hans says, I'm currently studying computer engineering. I want to keep my options open. However, working in the tech journalism industry like LTT would be awesome. How can I make myself more attractive to employers in the industry? Honestly, there's not many left. That's a big part of the motivation behind labs. There's just not a lot of tech journalism left. So we want to try to resurrect that um, as LTT labs. So honestly, what we're looking for is a combination of hardware and software know-how. We're looking for um enthusiasm like we want people who are actual enthusiasts rather than just engineers so that you know not just how to measure but what to measure it there's there's i know it's like a lame employer thing but there are
1: certain fields where you need you need to be inherently hungry for knowledge in that field or you're not going to be good at that job yeah um like just straight up so yeah, you should be interested in it, and you should probably want to have a drive to do a certain amount of it, just kind of in your own time.
0: Uh, Ryan asks, uh, Linus, and Luke, would you do a podcast with Broken Silicon, also known for doing Moore's Law is Dead, with Tom and Dan? I know they've been wanting to get you on at the beginning of the year in their podcast. I've never heard from them, so uh, if they, yeah, if they want to, if they want to hang, then um, hey, you know, I'm I'm pretty easy to get in touch with. To be to be perfectly to be perfectly blunt, it's it's not hard to reach me. Yeah. If you, if you are a, a creator with a significant following and you email the official, like, LTT email, I pr- mostly guarantee it'll make it to me, although things do slip through the cracks sometimes. Burn to notice. Burn to notice. Should I feel bad buying this mat since I bought two scalped cards for my first build, which I'm starting this Christmas? Um, hmm. I mean, I guess if you got scalped, like you, you definitely you, you felt the pain. You felt the pain, so yeah. there's that. Uh, <laughs> question for Luke: Any chance oh. we'll get a float plane app on
1: Google TV? Oh, oh man, that was. Uh, I think I know who this is. Um, right now, no. There, there is a. What is is it? Hydra Hydra Vion, I believe, is like a community created one that works. Um, I'm not endorsing it. I have not looked at the code. um but yep and other than that not right now there's a lot of other things for us to work on here's a good
0: one from kirk s what's the oldest tech you own and still use i'm gonna have to think about this one for a minute
1: yeah maybe let's like move on okay i'll I'll leave it there for now i'll leave it there for now
0: yeah uh oh boy what is this something visualization software free to learn dead mouse uses it for his cubes Vid idea, oh, touch designer, the visualization software. I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know nearly enough about it to even begin to approach that. Yeah. Misha, could you make a key tag the way you have lanyards? Basically a lanyard but smaller to fully fit in your pocket. Um, a key tag. Are are key tags popular? What are they for? Why do we want them? Um, can I just see key tag? Oh oh like this thing. Oh my god, people spend $18 on a Lululemon like thing just to like put on their keys so that they can just that they that you don't even see so just the, so they can know how Lululemon they are. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What is this? Oh no, it's pretty big. It's huge. So it doesn't fit in their pocket. Why we made this? Ah, okay. Well, that's a good question to answer. <laughs> Take one thing at a time. Clip this embossed keychain onto your gym bag or backpack for easy access to your keys. Do your keys go in it? Is it a container? No. Nope. I have to confess, this is one Uh, of those products that I just don't really understand, so I think I'm probably going to not commit to have those on LTT store <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean yeah it seems it seems cool um I, maybe I'm just maybe maybe the reason I don't get it is I have so many keys that I just adding anything to my keychain seems like the last thing I would want to do the oh, lanyard yeah, is so I can sure. find them yeah uh, and get them out of my pocket easily yeah and then everything else is just because I absolutely have to carry it it's like keys to my in-laws keys to my house keys to um the office keep like the a two oh man key, car fobs why are they so big <laughs> i hate it like my, my <laughs> two fobs one for the minivan one for my volt They Just, really don't need to be very big it drives me crazy yeah can yeah. you get replacement ones like is that a thing i don't think so i wonder um, if you can can i replace my car fob best way is to buy a new one from the car dealer. Uh, oh, thanks. Oh, sweet. Uh, all right. Thanks for the suggestion, <sighs> idiot. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's put that away for now. Linus, current CS student and work at Best Buy in Washington have had three people come in that have ordered frameworks that were inspired by you. I didn't... So I thought this
1: was pretty interesting. I didn't know you could get a framework from Best Buy. I had no idea. Is This must be super new. Um... When it, when it, when this came
0: in, I was I had a big like what
1: moment because like what the heck I don't know.
0: I don't see anything about it when I Google it. Best Buy dot com. I I just frame. My, oh my goodness! Why pop ups? I'm on your site. I am trying. I'm trying to shop. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. I get triggered when I go onto a site. I try to find something, and they're like, hi there, hi there, hi there. No, I know what I'm looking for. Oh, okay, well, no, I don't see anything on their I'm site. i not finding it. Yeah, I really don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but, hey, I like the way you said it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, wrote a paper on repairability this past quarter as well. Got an A+. Oh, hey, yeah. happy to hear okay. it.
1: Okay, sorry. Um, it could be a third-party seller, potentially. A-Prime said this in the float plane chat, actually. Um, oh, and apparently AJ added a framework uh, emote. emote to the float plane chat. That's um, awesome. But uh, it could be a third-party seller, maybe. Not sure. I don't know. Seemed weird. Anyways, moving on.
0: All right, Joseph S., I'm putting your merch message up, but I'm going to advise against trying a Dremel on the motherboard thing. <laughs> because... Too much metal shard is not a good thing. Yeah. Zeke says, hey, if you were to recommend any gaming monitor, what would it be? I've looked at the Samsung G7, thought that was the best overall because it's not super hard to drive because it's 1440p. Uh, also, do you own any crypto? Okay, so let's do the monitor one first. Um, LG's super low, uh, low response time panels are basically as good as it gets right now. So if you can get something based on that um lg has their own products um whatchamacallit oh man that company that's super super controversial yeah eve has a monitor based on it oh. and i'm not necessarily <laughs> recommending that one because of their history but maybe they're shipping them this time i don't know uh i, I really don't know they, maybe they are I, i'm not i'm not out here to slander anyone maybe they're doing a great job this time but they definitely have a checkered past um So something based on that panel would probably be the way that I'd go. 27-inch is still a real sweet spot for gaming. 1440p, 27-inch. 1440p starts to look a little pixelated at 32 inches. But I did see it on the Corsair Xenion the other day. And one of the things that contributes to image quality as much as pixel, well, not as much as pixel count, but definitely like pixel count, is contrast ratio. And it's super high contrast. It looks really sharp. I put some Halo Infinite on it. Looks real good. Nice. And do you own any crypto? So I have whatever crypto we have mined on the uh, the lounge gaming PCs, and it's our it's our internal events fund. I'm not a I'm not a serious holder by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I might throw no. I might throw some. Uh, we got that uh, we got that CMP GPU that we did a video about a little while ago. I'm thinking I'll throw it in the gym. We'll just like have it sit and heat the gym. Nice. You know, cool. like. Uh, yeah. But we nothing, nothing serious, ladies and gentlemen. Ever since I lost everything to Quadriga
1: CX, uh, I have not gone back in. Yeah, that's fair. Yep.
0: Uh, Nye says, "Merry Christmas, LTT. Are you looking forward to the new socket from AMD? Do you think it will be LGA or PGA? I think it's rumored to be LGA, and yes, I'm definitely looking forward to mo- more cool stuff from AMD." Jonah, more actual tech tips to help with the production schedule, as opposed to product showcases, or uh, even process videos, editing, gaming, etc. It's harder than it sounds. Um, honestly, those videos are the ones that I want to focus on. They're not, they're not the ones that are easy and fast. They're the ones that take the most time. And so what I want to do is I want to distill LTT down to only the best that we make. Uh, I mean, I can even see right now, just based on the last little while where we've, where we've struggled, uh, viewership is pretty rough. I think it's at its, lowest in quite some time and Show too like normally we'd have probably in the neighborhood of ten thousand live viewers on youtube we're right in the actually oh no we're low on uh, twitch today as well it might just be the holiday i mean it's yeah okay well yeah. that kind of okay never mind i'm not gonna panic yet but yeah. <laughs> i definitely do want to figure out how to how to make ltt great again
1: the next one show is probably also going to be pretty low because it's christmas eve
0: um New Year's Eve, but yes. Year's yep. Sorry, yeah. Mason asks, "When's whole room water cooling too?" Okay, so I have a plan to water cool the server rack at the new house. Okay, it will definitely involve piping water outside to a radiator. Ah, sweet. We're doing it. Are you Are you looping in the pool? Is the whole thing happening? I want to loop it into the pool, but Jake and actually the manufacturer of the air conditioner heat exchanger with one talked me out of that one. Oh. But I am going to have solar panels that are dual purpose. Ah. So they are uh they're going to be electricity generation and water heating. And, pool and those ones will go into the pool. Very cool. So they'll just dump all <coughs> the into the pool. Yeah. Uh Chris S, Merry Christmas. Do you think the shortage will get worse with next Gen cards coming soon? I think it'll probably stay about the same. Um Okay. What is the oldest tech that you own and still use? I think it's like because okay so tech is technically an extremely broad term i mean you only recently upgraded your tv that was super old but you upgraded it so you can't count that yeah
1: this might be kind of lame but i think it's like the bluetooth
0: in my car that is lame yeah come up with something better 2009 come up with something in your house like do you still have your old ducky that you use every day no you don't you upgraded it yeah yeah uh let me think old pa monitor Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's gotta be it. I still have
1: the two Asus monitors that I bought when you first officially personally hired me.
0: So after yeah, the so n like nine years ago. The... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ta- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um I think mine is probably my Corsair SP twenty five hundred speakers. I also have those. <laughs> so you lied to me.
1: <laughs> and those would be older than the monitor. Oh man.
0: So I got those uh, from the Corsair rep back when I did this unboxing of them over 10 years ago for NCIX Tech Tips. And uh, the only reason I still use them is um, because I need a foot rest.
1: That's the main thing I use them for as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, and also uh, A-Prime is calling you out what about your headphones? Actually, I think your HD five nine fives are older.
1: Those are even older. I did a really bad job. with five, about this. yeah,
0: 595? 595s. Yeah, yeah, I think those are from. Those are gonna be like fifteen years old.
1: Yeah, those are real old. I actually mentioned to to my girlfriend the other day that like once these die, I'm going to be genuinely very sad.
0: No, it's fine. There's better. There's more to life than five nine fives. They're okay.
1: <laughs> I really like my five nine fives. I have pick up some six hundreds. They're I just have, they're five nine fives,
0: but better. I don't like the dual cable. Oh, my God. I don't like it. Mod it. What a fun project. Make it a single one? Yeah, dual cables are stupid. I modded my headphones. Like run it over top? Or yeah, something? you could totally do it. That'd be interesting. Yeah, he yeah. likes it. Yeah. He likes yeah. It. He's not going to do it. He's lazy, but he likes it.
1: <laughs> 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 I might. I've been trying to learn electronics in my spare time. It's One of the few things I've been doing.
0: To be clear, they're still decent. I think I think people are going to be a little upset about me like trying to trash on the the, the 595. He's just trying to mess with me. Uh, I,
1: I really like those headphones.
0: Yeah, I was a 5 I was a 555 guy um, and I got those around the same time, but uh, Jaden says I'm using the Sennheiser HD 600s, came out in 97. I uh, got them a year ago though. Yeah, so I also have an old pair of HD 600s, but I didn't get them new, so I, I didn't really count those. I'm just trying to think if there's anything. I think my 595s, five I think I'm on my like fourth or fifth set of
1: uh, ear pads. And it's it's gotten to the point where I, I can't get Sennheiser ones anymore. And it actually sucks because they're like way lower quality. Right. But I have to buy like
0: third party ones. Um, I think that would be a really cool thing for LTT store to tackle. Just yeah. like those kinds of uh, longevity-increasing accessories for they really only, iconic products. Well, yeah. It's yeah. hard to justify the kind of volume that you have to produce, though. Yeah.
1: Because I was just going to say, like, it's it's
0: they're, they're pretty specific, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. I think that is it for the show today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Um you just never got around to owning that might surprise the audience. Um Hey, thanks, Brian P. Sorry, sorry, no more merch messages. All right. We gotta go. We gotta go. Bye. Brought to you by Seasonic, sonic Altium, and KeepCutters.
1: I said it before.